0: Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 491, and today we're going to be talking about three types of markets that buy products. I'm also going to share with you why number three is my favorite. Now, what I want to really make sure that we're clear on here is we're talking about markets or niches or niches, however you want to describe it, but it's basically a market, right? Right. And that's why I wanted to talk about this because a lot of people don't realize that there are different types of markets and different buying habits and all of that stuff as far as like creating content for these these uh, audiences or these markets. Uh, also, you know, different ways that we can think about it when we're building a brand. And you guys have heard us talk a lot about that in in this you know past year even just. We're really focusing on building a brand inside of a market, and really how to find that sub market inside of the main market. But I'm going to talk about that here today, and kind of go over those three because to me, it's really important that you understand this. And a lot of people talk about like, well, isn't Amazon saturated? Isn't e-commerce saturated? I mean, e-commerce e-commerce has been around for a long time, and some people would say, well. Isn't there just like everyone out there selling physical products all over the internet? And the answer is yes. But when people start to hear about Amazon, they're like, well, everyone's going to Amazon, so it's too crowded. So then people could say the same thing about Google, right? I mean, e-commerce stores have been on you know Google for years getting indexed to you know basically show up in searches and all that stuff. So just because someone has already launched a phishing site, that means that I can't launch my own brand in that space. No, that's not true. So that's why today it's really important that you understand these types of markets when you are thinking about building a brand, or even if you already currently have a brand that you started, it'll give you another idea of how you can really position yourself or even just reach other parts of your market. All right. So just to remind you guys, this show is 491. So the show notes, transcripts can be found at theAmazingSeller.com forward slash. Four ninety-one. I also wanted to do a little reminder here. If you didn't listen to Friday's episode, I did a little announcement there. And this again is a—it's kind of time sensitive. Well, it is time sensitive because it's going to be March 23rd. We're going to be doing an unofficial TAS meetup in Orlando, Florida. Again, that's March 23rd. Um, it's free. Uh, we're just going to be hanging out at uh, at uh, this one location, and uh, we're just going to be, like I said, hanging out, getting to know each other. You can meet other TASers that are going to be. Sh- Showing up, um, nothing really uh, planned as far as like there's not going to be any teaching or anything other than the conversations and the networking that you're going to be able to do. Um, but it's it's something that we do generally when we travel and when we go to different locations. So we're going to be in Orlando, and I uh, just wanted to let you guys know if you wanted to come hang out, you're more than welcome. And uh, all the details can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash. Orlando. All right. And that'll take you to the events page. Now, if you're listening to this after March 23rd, um, you can still go to that page and it'll probably redirect to our live page where as far as like any new upcoming places that we're going to be either attending or traveling, you'll be, uh, you'll be notified of that. So definitely go check that out or definitely come hang out with us in Orlando. Would love to see you there and love to hang out and have a beverage. All right. So Let's get let's get to it. All right? So, there's three different types of markets that I want to talk about and really there's three types of markets in general. All right? So, let's talk about those. Number 1, and I'm going to dig into each one of these. I'm going to give you some pros and cons. Number 1 is problem-solving markets. So, an example would be plumbing repairs on your house, the pest control, right? These are problem solving markets. It could, you could even argue and say, it's going to be uh car repair. You could even say it could, even though cars, you could go buy a new car, right? But you're talking about like car repair. That's a market or a sub market inside of automotive, right? So problem solving markets, think about what you're selling right now. Is it, is it a, a problem that people are having that you're solving or that there's a solution to that. And I'm going to give you guys some examples here as we work through this, but I just kind of wanted to give you the three of them right now. So number one, problem solving markets, again, like plumbing, repairs, uh, you know, home repairs uh, could even be just problems that you're trying to figure out about how to fix, uh, you know, maybe a guitar whatever right there's some problems in in every market really um pest control that's another good example cuz like people are generally calling a pest control company to get rid of bugs right so all right so that's number 1 number 2 passions and hobbies all right now that seems pretty self-explanatory right passions and hobbies well let's have a few examples here guitar Okay, maybe like playing guitar—that's a passion of yours. I know it's a passion of mine. I like to play my guitar every now and then. I wish I played more. I probably should play more. Um, I actually got a new box drum. I like playing that now, which uh, I might even do like an intro track using my new my new box drum, um, which was just a random thing that I wanted, and uh, I started doing some research on that, which led me to a market, by the way, um, which we talk about in product discovery bootcamp quite a bit. But yeah, that product led me to that. There's a whole another market in music like playing music, but now we're into drums, but then we're into box drums, whole nother market, passions and hobbies, right? Guitar, fishing, photography, you you get the point, right? So ask yourself again, are you in a passions and hobbies market? Number three, and this is my favorite, and I'm going to explain why, this is what I call the hybrid market, all right? This is where you can take a problem and a hobby or a passion and a passion and kind of bring the two together. Right Now, pest control really wouldn't be a good one to do a hybrid. Now, you could argue and say, well, pest control could be bugs. It also could be wildlife control, and then you could maybe... Maybe you could do a hybrid in a, in a sense to where you're like, you know, people that are, you know, into wildlife, like you could say that, but generally pest control companies are getting called because people want to get rid of something, right? They're not like, they're not like, uh, you know, creating honey, uh, and they're going to have, uh, you know, maybe lessons on how you can, uh, you know, go out there and, uh, and, and create this hive and, uh, and you can start extracting a honey from this, um, you know, that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is you're going to call them and say, I've got a whole bunch of bees out in my backyard. I got to get rid of those things. And you're like, I'm on my way, right? Or maybe you sell stuff online that helps people treat them themselves so they don't have to call a pest control company. But that's not really hobby or a passion anywhere in there, right? So that would be a hard one to do as a hybrid. Now I'm not saying you can't just be the problem solver in your market, you could. But it's that it's, it's kind of hard on the, on the other side of that, to really tap into the passion and the hobby side of things. All right. It still can work. Okay. But I'm going to explain why I like number three, where you can bridge the two together. And that's what we call our hybrid. All right. So let's talk about the pros, um, for the problem market. Okay. People search for a part or a solution. Okay. And they generally go to Amazon and Google. Okay. Probably Bing and Yahoo too, but let's call the big ones right now. The cool thing is, is when they are searching for this thing, they're going to buy it fast because they need it, right? It's kind of like your sink just broke. You're going to call the plumber and he's going to come over and fix it. And a lot of times you won't even do a lot of shopping around because you just got to get the thing fixed, right? So they're going to buy fast. So if they find you, if you're there, if you're the solution and they need it, they're going to buy it fast. All right. So that's cool, right? That's a good thing to have. The other thing is, is you can create content around that market. All right. And what I mean by that is if you have a leaky faucet, well, guess what? They're going to search for how to fix a leaky faucet. And if you'd created content around that, you're going to show up and you may sell parts that allow uh, them to fix it. And then they're going to buy your parts because you were helpful. Right. So that's the cool thing about a problems market as well. The other thing is YouTube content and guides uh, or maybe even uh, a lot of people have how to stuff on Pinterest. So that's another angle, right? So those are some good things that can happen. Those are the pros, the top level pros um, that are, you know, for being in a problems market. Okay, that's cool. Now, the cons usually are people may buy only once, right? They've got a problem, they find you, they buy the part and they're done. You don't, I don't need you anymore. The only time I need you is if I have a problem again. So pest control would be, well, let's see, you've got, but you've got bees they come over, they get rid of the bees, they knock the hive down and they're gone. And you don't have any more bees. And you only got to call them again if you have bees. Well, if you don't ever have bees again, not going to call you. Now I could argue and say, well, and I've got a, my, my, uh, wife's cousin, uh, they own a, um, they own a uh, pest control company. I've talked about that before. Um, you know, I would say that they could do a better job and I've told them this stuff. And again, that's, it's one of those things, right? It's like you, you can kind of Tell people, you know, what you think they should do business-wise, but if they're comfortable in their business, and they are, um, they don't really need to do that stuff or want to do that stuff because it adds more work, um, but I think it's still something they should do. Um, and that is, like, if they built an email list or took all of their past customers of their, and um, took all of those people and, and sent them out an email and just gave them tips for the upcoming season, they would increase their calls and their sales. Pretty simple right? Uh, Or they could do, uh, let's say that um, they have everyone's address. I would send them a postcard when it's getting ready to be the summer and giving them uh, a special inspection, free inspection. Uh, So this way here, you can go this year without having any bees or any ants or any mosquitoes or any of that stuff, right? Like that's what I would do. So that's how you could continually help that market, right? In a problems market, a little bit more work, but you could do it. But anyway getting a little off track here. You guys can kind of see where I'm going with that, right? You can totally do it, but a little bit more work. Um, the other thing is, is it's not as easy to build an email list if you're just selling a part or if you're just selling something like that, right? You're not going to go and do a contest for, uh, you know, here, win this ultimate, you know, new trap for your sink, right? You know, you have this new, you know, this new trap. It's a stainless steel trap that goes under your sink. Who cares, right? Um, you know, here, uh, you know, win this ultimate, uh, you know, uh, toilet bowl, like like who cares, right? You're, you're not really going to change it unless you're remodeling or unless it breaks, right? Not a great one. Um, now you can, but it's not going to be as easy. It would be something like you would have a how to guide and then you would get that, uh, email list started where people are searching in that market for a problem. Now, if that problem also lended itself to, you know, something else in the market that could lead to a passion, then we're starting to get into a hybrid, All right. But in this case, I would say, you know, and you got to ask yourself, like, and these are some questions to ask yourself, like in the market that you're in, is there a passion or a hobby side of things and a problem side of things? Or is it just driven by problem? And usually if you have some, even like guitar, let's take, let's just use that as an example. If I have a guitar, I have problems with that guitar. Every now and then my strings break, I got to get new strings right? Or maybe, uh, I'm refinishing it because, uh, the finish, um, I want to change the finish, right? It's not really a problem, but it's technically something I could fix up. Right. Um, but not a lot of stuff that I'm like, well, unless something, the the wiring went bad, you know, it's kind of, that's kind of intricate, but yeah, it, it could, but it's not like a problem. Like we're talking about, I've got, you know, an infestation of, you know, a bug, and then I've got to get it fixed, right, it's not that, it's not my, my sink is leaking, I got to get it fixed, it's not that, it's like, you have a, you know, my guitar, I want to make it better, or I want to make it play better, I want to try a different, uh, you know, a different tuning, or whatever, like, it's not really a problem, although you could kind of argue and say it could be a problem, um, but not really like a problem problem, okay, so hopefully that makes sense, so those are the pros and cons to the problem market, all right? And again, I did some examples here. I've got them kind of mapped out. So let's just say, for example, and I did I did a little research here, like a plumber's snake, okay? Now, this here would be something that you would offer to this market, all right, in, in this problem market. So for a plumber, they have a clogged drain. Someone is going to search for a plumber's snake, okay? The other thing you could add is probably like a drain cover. Because you don't want to get the hair down there because the problem is, is that it's all full of hair and until you snake it out, you're not going to get the, the hair out of there. So prevent it and putting, putting a drain cover over top of it that's got smaller holes and then a drain stick. And that's like an easier version of the snake, right? Well, there's there's someone on Amazon right now that's selling and I believe they're called Dr. Drain and they're selling one product, only one product and they're about 2,400 sales per month, okay? The problem with that is that, they're only selling one product, right? So some people be like, "I would love to have twenty four hundred sales." Yeah, that's great. But what happens if number one uh, that listing goes away because you get in trouble with Amazon or whatever? It's risky. Or what happens if someone else comes in and just starts to compete with you and underprice you, and then starts to drive your price down? And now you're only banking on the one product, right? So this this particular brand here, you know, they're they're doing okay right now with sales, but they're, you know, they're, they're riding on one thing and what else do they sell them? Well, they could, like I said, they can sell them the drain cover, the drain stick, but mm, it's not really something that I would want to go into. Now, another brand sells drain sticks at $4 and 99 cents and they are, uh, they're, they're making, uh, or they're selling 21,795 per month for this $4 99 stick. Okay. But here's the thing. They sell all repair stuff. That's their business. Okay. Not just, not just plumbing. They sell every kind of gadget and every kind. So if you wanted to do that, you've got to be like the answer to all of these other markets for problems. You would probably sell stuff for the pool industry. You would probably sell stuff for, like I said, not just plumbing, but maybe uh home repair. It could be, uh, maybe it could even be automotive stuff. Like you're the repair like brand. You know, to me, it's less focused on one market. So that also makes it harder to sell that stuff, especially if you're trying to do anything like email list building and all that stuff. It's harder to, uh, to do that because you're, you're spreading yourself off, you know, really out in front of all of these other sub, sub, sub markets. All right. But they're doing an okay job and that's why they can get away with selling a product at $4 and 99 cents because it brings people in, right? Not making a lot of money on that product, but they're selling a ton. But then from there, they have a whole bunch of other products that people are led to in their brand. Okay, but again, why I don't like that model? There's no focus on brand or one market. All right, and it's going to be hard to create content and build a real business. All right, because again, it's kind of scattered. All right, but to some people, it'd be like, wow, twenty-one thousand seven hundred ninety-five sales per month, four dollars ninety-nine cents. Not a lot of money. So maybe even if they made one one dollar each, it's not bad. But unless you have a whole bunch of other products that they're going to be led to. That's where you're going to make the money. So again, you know, the one person that's selling the one thing, the the snake, you know, the plumber's snake. You know, 2,400 sales, not bad, but they don't have all of those other products that this other brand has um, to really compete and really build a brand or a business around that. So again, just some thoughts there just to think about. So let's talk about the passion and hobby markets, All right? Well, people buy what they want. What makes them happy? People buy generally, right? They need accessories for their hobby or their passion. Okay. And because of that, you have a lot more things that you can offer that one customer, right? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be so much easier for you to think that you could sell something to the same customer at different times or even all at once? Like, so let's just say, for example, guitar, someone buys a guitar, they need a guitar strap. They need guitar strings. They need picks. They might need a tuner, right? They might need a hard shell case. Uh, they might need a guitar stand. They might need one for the wall. I know I have all that stuff. That's why it's easy for me to think of that stuff. Those are accessories that I need. I need cords. I need cords. Right, um, I might even need a soft uh, a soft carry bag versus having my hard shell to drag around. Uh, like all of those things are accessories that I could buy as one customer. Now I might not buy not buy them all right now, but I have a chance to, especially frequently bought together. Right, if I'm buying a case, well it might also have a strap and it might also have a stand there. Okay. Uh, and I'm just thinking off the fly here. I'd actually actually have to see exactly what that would be, right? The other cool thing is in this type of market is it's easier to build a list, right? Because now we know what they want, so we can very easily take that thing or things, make a bundle, and uh, and then put it out there and run ads to it and get it in front of the right audience, and then say, hey, you want a chance to win this? enter your name and email address, and then we uh, will enter you in the drawing. And it's worked for us time and time again in, in our new brand, and we continue to do that. But it's a great, easy way to be able to attract the right people into your ecosystem, in a sense, to where you then you can You can market to those people later. So again, that's why we really like the hobby market or the passion market because it's so easy to do that. It's going to be harder to say, here's your ultimate drain repair kit, enter to win yours today, right? Like then it's not going to really work as well. Um, So anyway, just to kind of illustrate that it's much easier to do it in a passion slash hobby market, all right, to build a list. It's also easier to create how-to content. Now you could create how-to content on how to fix your drain, but people that are, that you want to be able to connect with time and time again, like let's say for example, someone entered my contest for the ultimate guitar kit, right? Now I follow up with them and I give them, and I know that. They are into electric guitar. They're also into this certain, maybe it's a flying V guitar. And anyone that's a guitar player, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a flying V, right? It's a special shape. That's usually going to be like heavy metal slash hard rock, generally, right? So I know that they're into that stuff. So then I can start to give them how-to content, how to play this cool new lick. You know, go here and check it out. And then you can see me or someone else. Showing them how to play this thing. And I could do that over and over and over again. How to restring your guitar in five minutes. Like th- those types of things are going to be ongoing all the time. I actually just subscribed to uh, an Instagram page. I think it's called Sounds of Guitar or something like that. And they have their users submit a, a minute long video of them playing and they post it every single day and it's constantly in my feed. They're just bringing awareness to their brand from people in their market. Great, great idea. Great idea to get content. But anyway, that's for another. That's for another discussion. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so it's easy to find influencers. A lot easier to find influencers when you have a market like this. Because again, once you find someone that is liked in that market and they are already have influence in that market, then you just have to create a relationship with them or pay them um, to get in front of their audience. All right. So it's a, another reason why I like that. Okay. Um, it's easy to build a brand and sell. If you want to, because again, we're able to connect with those people. We're also able to focus on one part of the market and then become like that resource, right? The ultimate resource for that market is your brand really. And then you just happen to sell products around that. All right. And it's also easy to find multiple products, right? When you're in this space. I mean, if you think about it, just think about a a passion or a hobby of yours right now, And all the different things that you need to do that thing, right? Could be a scrapbooker, right? Let's say that you're a scrapbooker. There's a whole bunch of tools that you need to scrapbook. There's also the parts and and things that put the scrapbooking together, the things put on the paper, right? There's also binders. There's also, like I said, certain tools that cut certain shapes, like all that stuff, like That's what that would be, right? Or if you're, if you like to fish, there's a whole bunch, like the fishing pole, there's a tackle box, there's a vest, there's a net, there's uh you know, different components that you would use in the boat. Like all of those things, right? Would be multiple products. Okay. So right now we've covered the problems market. Okay. And then, or problem markets. And then we've also covered passion slash hobby markets. Now, the third one, and that's what I really like, it's not really its own market, it's its kind of thing, it's the hybrid. It's where you're taking the two and bringing them together, all right? The hybrid markets. That's where we're taking passions and hobbies and problems and we're bringing them together. That's the best of both worlds. People search for a fix or a solution and then how to use and do something. So ask yourself this question, again, in your, in your market, in your brand that you have right now, if you're already selling or if you're thinking about selling and you're starting to do product research, whatever it is, think about that for a second, okay? What are they buying accessories around, okay, that thing? And then also think about some problems that they would have while they're doing that thing, okay? So again, guitar, strings and how to play, okay? So strings are a component, right? They break and then how to play. Okay. They need parts to repair and new accessories that they want. I know that myself because sometimes maybe a knob on the guitar breaks, that's a part, right? To repair it. But then you also want new accessories for your guitar. Maybe I want a new strap. Maybe I want to, uh, maybe I want a new, a new tremolo system, OK, on there um, and or, or maybe I want a new uh, a new bag for it or a new case for it, uh, or maybe I want new cords like so all of these things are things that I want, but I also I don't necessarily need that. Right. I don't I mean, you could argue and say, well, you, you, you need the case because you're going to be traveling. I might just want one because I want one to store it in because I want to protect it, but I want it. And I also like it because the one I got with it was a soft case and I want a hard case. Right. So it's something I want. Um, there's a whole bunch of other things too, with guitar playing. I mean, heck we could get into, uh, you know, there's certain guitar pedals that you buy. They're electronics, but there's still pedals. There's these jumper cords that go in between them. There's also a pedal board. So all your pedals would go on top of that board to keep them organized. So when you're playing, they're up at an angle. I actually built one years ago, um, a piece of wood. And I, I, uh, it was like a little ramp kind of like, and all my pedals would sit on there. Um, you know, all of that stuff, right? So that's, that's like, that market, right? But you got to ask yourself that, like what, what different problems, like problem problems does your market have? But then also are there things that the market is buying because they want them, not just because they need them because they want them. I think you need both. Right. And then the cool thing is, again, this quick example, using the guitar lessons, right? So we can now create how to content, how to fix their instrument, like all of that. So we have two different things, how to play. Right. And then we also have how to fix, so again, for you, you need to ask yourself that. Here's another example. This is a this is a this is going to be a, a very unique one. Vitamix. All right, I have a Vitamix blender. I love it. Um, pretty expensive. They're sometimes they're about five, six hundred bucks. I think I got mine for like four seventy-five, um, something like that. But they're pretty expensive. But they last. My mother-in-law had one. Was like twenty-five years old. It lasts forever. Um, and they just they're just like a, they're built like a tank. But there are some things that can wear out. All right. There's uh, there's like a little gear that goes on the bottom and that could, that could, uh, you know, wear out over time. So I got to go, I got to go find one. And actually I did, I did a little uh, research on that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could go and find one. I think they were selling for like 20 bucks. All right. But I also could buy some accessories for my Vitamix tamper tool, a tamper holder, a special spatula. Drive socket, that's what I was trying to think of before the gear thing there, it's a drive socket. I need the wrench now that goes with that because it's a special wrench that fits the drive socket. A wet blade, so that that's a different blade than the regular blade. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other things that I could think of. But here's the other thing that we need to also understand, okay, for this example, for the hybrid example. Some people would say, well, it's a blender, right? And there's some accessories, but where can we make this a hybrid where we can actually go after people that have a passion that own a Vitamix? Well, the passion could be cooking, but it also could be healthy shakes. So let's say that we went after the healthy shake part of it that are owners of, you know, of these uh, Vitamix. They're, they're spending a lot of money on the Vitamix and they are health conscious where they want to be able to create, you know, healthy soups. They want to have healthy shakes, They wanna make healthy ice cream because you can actually make ice cream in the Vitamix, by the way, right? So those are some things that I could create content around, right? I could make these recipes and then I could do how-to content around it. And then I also could do different how-to's on how to fix the Vitamix, that if it breaks, or if there was a certain problem that people were having, I could figure out the solution and then write about that or do a video on that. So there's all these different things that I could do around the Vitamix because it's what people are using the Vitamix for. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, just the machine, right? But that's how I would do that if I was going to be selling, you know, Vitamix accessories or, you know, repair things. And then I would start to figure out accessories built around that. All right. So again, a couple examples there, the guitar one, uh, I just gave you the Vitamix one, which is kind of unique in itself. But really, let's just recap here real quick. All right there's again, three different types. And I want you to ask yourself again, these questions. Cause again, when we ask ourselves questions, we get answers, right. And see where you can find different, different elements in this market or in the products that you are thinking about selling and see where it would create a hybrid. Okay. Of the two. All right. So number one, problem solving markets. All right. So number one, Problem solving markets. Pest control, I think, is a great example of that one because, again, it would be kind of hard to make a hybrid of that. You could probably, but it's going to be a little bit harder. Two, passions and hobbies. Okay, guitar, fishing, photography, um, Vitamix for healthy shakes um, and just health conscious people. Um, and then three would be hybrid, would in, and that would be taking those two and bringing them together. All right. Now, if you already have a brand, like I said, I want you to ask yourself what type is your business? Okay. What type is your business right now? Can you create a hybrid? Okay. Ask yourself this question What content would your market search for for your product? Okay. Maybe it's obvious. Maybe it's not. Ask yourself that question. What could you offer your market? in exchange for their email address? What would they be just like, that's a no-brainer. I'm gonna enter my name and email address to either win that, or I need that guide because it's gonna help me make you know five healthy shakes or five uh, you know different recipes that are gonna be healthy that I'm gonna be able to use in my Vitamix. Like, what is something that people would, it would be a no-brainer that they would do? Ask yourself that question as well. Are there influencers in your market already doing what you could do That's a great one because now we can actually see what's working and what's not working. All right. Is there a YouTube channel or content on how to videos in your market around your products? Okay. So these are, these are definitely some good questions to ask yourself to kind of evaluate where you are right now and to start thinking about these different components, these different pieces that you could be building into your brand to number one, make it a legit brand and also allow you to go out there and reach new people that might not be on Amazon looking for your services right now. And again, we talk about this a lot. We wanna be able to have our own asset outside of Amazon, which then we can drive sales through Amazon if we want to, and that's going to help us. So again, when we're thinking about the two different markets and bringing them together, not all will work, but a lot will, again, if you think about your market as a whole, and then also what mark or what part of the market you are serving. So, just some things to think about, guys. I think that as we move forward here, especially with building a brand, this stuff is really, really important. And I would definitely say go through and ask yourself those questions. I'm going to go ahead and link everything up in the show notes. Those questions will be there as well. So, definitely go over to the show notes, the transcripts. You can find them at theamazingseller.com forward slash. 491 and that will get you over there. Also, reminder the uh the Orlando meetup, the amazing seller.com forward slash Orlando, and that is March 23rd. Would love to hang out with you there. And then one last thing before we go, if you guys are stuck right now with like picking a product, I want you to kind of pause for a second. And I don't want you to necessarily focus on the product, I want you to focus on the market. And then from there you can start to see the products that the market is buying. If you guys have not went through the 24 hour product discovery challenge, I definitely recommend that you do that. The link to that can be found at the amazingseller.com forward slash challenge. And you'll see all the details there. And what that basically will do for you guys is it will really open up your eyes, well, your ears and your eyes, and it will allow you to see things differently and really how to focus in on a market where people are buying products. And that will open up a whole new way that you go at this finding the next product or the next thing that you want to sell. It's its a lot different, but it's a lot easier when you have a market that you can sell products to. So definitely go check out the challenge, theamazingseller.com forward slash challenge. Get all the details there. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take